Ask Aubrey is supported by Eliza and Wild. Eliza and Wild creates all-natural, high-potency CBD products designed to give you targeted, everyday self-care inside and out. Their ingestible and topical CBD products are consciously designed with all-natural and intentionally sourced ingredients and fully recyclable packaging. So it's good for you and for the earth. And y'all, Eliza and Wild literally does not have a single product that I don't love. I have them all. And everything smells and tastes incredible and is made with ingredients that I can feel good about putting on and in my body. I take the CBD and MCT oil drops daily, and they help me to really keep my anxiety and my tension under control. And they also have a line of amazing CBD topical products, including this lip balm that I am truly obsessed with. And like, did you know that CBD actually has anti-inflammatory properties when you apply it directly to your skin? Because I didn't until I started to use this lip balm and it is changing my life. And also it smells amazing, which we all know is really important. And I know that you're going to love these products just as much as I do. So when you grab yours at elizaandwild.com, you can use the promo code Aubrey15 at checkout for 15% off your order. That's elizaandwild.com, E-L-I-Z-A-A-N-D-W-Y-L-D.com. And make sure to use code Aubrey15, that's A-U-B-R-E-E-1-5, for 15% off. Just a quick heads up that this episode is geared primarily toward my white listeners, or folks who benefit from white privilege. If that sounds like you, then please, please stick around. And if that's not you, you are, of course, still welcome to hang out and listen. But I'd also invite you to check out episode five or episode 27 of the podcast instead. These are purely self-love focused guided meditations. If you came here for a break and for affirmation and that space of self-love, I want to make sure that you get that. Hey there, my name is Aubrey Henderson. I'm a self-worth coach and professional calm in the chaos. I believe that when you're feeling stuck in your life and you can't decide on the next right step, that getting some perspective or a pep talk from someone outside of your shoes can be an absolute game changer. This podcast is that pep talk. Every week, I'll share my responses to listener questions, real life coaching sessions, and interviews about topics that you can connect with and learn from. All things that will help you to reconnect with your own self-worth and inner goodness and vision for your life so you can feel great and get shit done. Welcome to Ask Aubrey. I'm so glad you're here. Hey babes, welcome to this week's episode. I struggled a little bit with what I was going to share for this week's podcast. I, you know, took last week off to, you know, do some planning. Um, I have a couple of topics teed up for upcoming podcasts that I'm excited about, things I'm excited to, you know, teach on and share with you. Um, I have a couple of questions queued up that y'all have sent to me that I'm excited to answer on the podcast. But they're all on 
you know, the topics we talk about here all the time, the topics of self-worth and self-love. And y'all, given this moment that we are in right now, and given the profound pain and violence and the real reckoning and revolution that we are seeing begin to play out where you know we're experiencing what feels like broader awareness than ever before of police brutality and systemic racism and violence and white supremacy culture and things that have existed to be clear for hundreds of years in the United States but that folks are becoming hyper aware of right now you know, talking about self-worth and personal growth is important to me. It is. But it felt important that we have a different conversation today than we usually do. Because I think, no, I don't think, I know that what some of you want who are listening to this podcast right now, if you are, you are a white person, many of my listeners are white women, listening to my podcast, I know that what many of you might want right now is just to be able to tune out of what's happening in the world, in our country, because it is uncomfortable. And because you're looking for a distraction, you're looking for something else to think about, you're looking for some like feel good, woo woo content. So look, if you're a white person listening to this right now, who is thinking, Aubrey, you know, I'm just here because I'm struggling with my own self-worth issues. I see you, babe. I do. And I'm glad you're here. And I love you. And I empathize with your, you know, ongoing struggles with self-worth. I do. I have them myself. That's why I speak on this. That's why I have this podcast. That's why I do what I do. And you know that helping you to uncover your self-worth fires me up. And it matters so much to me. And I have to remind you that you are hurting your own growth if you're avoiding dealing with white supremacy around you and within you. Let me say that again. You are hurting your own growth, your own self-worth, if you are avoiding dealing with white supremacy around you and within you. You can't run from this anymore. Or you can. Honestly, you can. But know that you are doing harm if you choose to turn your back on this conversation in the name of your own comfort. And that's why it's important to me to talk about this today. And honestly... You know, I've been having a lot of conversations with folks who are, you know, having all types of feelings about like is talking about white supremacy culture and anti-racism and the Black Lives Matter movement and police brutality. Like, is that on brand for me? Which I think is a fucking bullshit excuse to not talk about things that are important and are impacting people's literal humanity and lives, first of all. 
But this could not be more connected to the things that if you're listening to this podcast and you you care about self-worth and self-love for yourself and other people, this could not be more on brand for that. This could not be more connected to that ethos. True self-worth means appreciating and protecting the worth of everyone. And so that means that if your personal sense of worth, if your self-worth, your worthiness hinges on, you know, numbing out to the painful realities around you. And uh, this, to be clear, this is different than, you know, disconnecting or feeling like you need to numb out because you're a part of a community that is being disproportionately harmed and impacted and you're taking care of yourself and your mental health. Okay, this is not that. This is numbing out because you would rather tune it out and not deal with it because it doesn't impact you directly and it makes you uncomfortable to think about. So if your sense of self-worth hinges on that numbing out, tuning it out, you know, deciding you're not going to engage with it because it doesn't affect you. If your self-worth hinges on choosing not to challenge oppressive white supremacist practices and ideologies because it's uncomfortable or because it might jeopardize a relationship or might jeopardize someone else's opinion of you. If your self-worth hinges on that, on, you know, not stepping into those places of discomfort. If your self-worth hinges on tolerating casual racism in your relationships because that's easier than confronting it directly. If your self-worth hinges on viewing any other human being as less worthy than you, then what you have is not actually self-worth. And let me say that again a different way. Making yourself feel better by looking away from other people's pain and the ways you are perpetuating it, the ways we are perpetuating it, I say, as a fellow white person, it is not self-worth. What you are working with is mindless privilege and willful ignorance. And privilege that is wielded clumsily and irresponsibly and without awareness means that we are actively doing harm. We think we're tuning out. We think we're just separating ourselves from it. We think we're, quote, staying out of it, but we are actively doing harm. There is a quote from the author Toni Morrison, legendary author, from an interview that she did in 1993. And I've been thinking about this quote a lot. And, you know, I shared a shorter version of the quote um, a few days ago, but the full quote is really powerful. So I'm going to read that. Toni Morrison said, If I take your race away, and there you are, all strung out, and all you got is your little self, and what is that? What are you without racism? Are you any good? Are you still strong? Are you still smart? Do you still like yourself? I mean, these are the questions. Part of it is, yes, the victim, how terrible it's been for black people. I'm not a victim. I refuse to be one. If you can only be tall because somebody is on their knees, 
then you have a serious problem. And my feeling is that white people have a very, very serious problem. And they should start thinking about what they can do about it. Take me out of it. And so when we start to talk about, you know, what can I do about it? Which is another question that I feel like I'm, I'm seeing and hearing a lot from people. And I'm happy for folks to come direct that question to me, first of all, because I have plenty of resources that I'll share. I'm going to share some in the show notes for this episode. You know, I have them that I frequently share on Instagram. And I actually did um, a podcast episode about this back in March about, you know, being an anti-racist white ally. Um, And I did that podcast coming out of a conversation I had with um, some friends of mine at a Black History Month film screening. Um, so if you're looking for tangible steps, you should you should feel free to go back and listen to that episode. It does have some. It's episode 21, I think. It was in the early March. I'm pretty sure episode 21. But I will say that other white people, including me, should absolutely not be your only source of information or guidance on how to deepen your understanding of your own whiteness or your role in white supremacy culture or action steps you can take to dismantle white supremacist institutions. Okay, you need to be listening to voices of black leaders right now in that space. And so, you know, I will share among the resources, you know, a starting list of, you know, folks you can follow um, and voices that you can be listening to. But You know, if you are listening to those voices right now, if you are listening to what black leaders and organizers are sharing, then you know that one big thing that we need to do as white folks and something that's really hard for us to do is to shut the fuck up and listen to what black organizers and thought leaders are telling us about what's happening, what black people are saying about their own lived experiences and have been saying for hundreds of years and to listen without defensiveness and not to listen as a way to like not have to say anything or not have to put yourself out there and like, oh, I'm just going to listen, but like to truly listen, to be open to what you're hearing, to be willing to tolerate how deeply uncomfortable it can be to really hear it mirrored back to you how harmful this system is that we continue as white people to benefit from and to perpetuate. To be able to sit in that discomfort, to build, I mean, it's really about building the stamina to hear that and to accept that truth even when it feels difficult, even when your first instinct might be to feel defensive or to over-explain yourself or to shut down in the conversation, to stay with it and listen. And I think what that can also look like is talking to other white people. So that's a piece where it takes it beyond listening and absorbing and taking in and believing the words of Black voices, but then talking to other white people, using your voice to speak to other white people. It's using our privilege and our relationships and the social capital and the credibility that we have with other white folks to truly challenge 
racist ideology, to challenge white supremacy. It's remembering that, like, to you, your, you know, uncle might be just old-fashioned and a little racist, but, he, you know, he's a good guy overall. But if those anti-Black beliefs that he is sharing or that he is embodying are allowed to go unchecked in the world, they are causing harm. They're causing harm whether he is literally directly inflicting harm and violence on Black people or if he's a decision maker in his workplace and potentially not giving opportunity to Black people. There are a million ways that somebody moving through this world with unchecked, unchallenged, anti-Black sentiment can be doing harm and upholding this huge system of white supremacy. And this is something, if I can be honest, this is something I'm really wrestling with personally right now. I'm deeply committed to anti-racism in my life, but I have also intentionally stopped interacting with a lot of white folks in my life over the last few years who I have experienced as being ignorant or racist or problematic. And I, I, you know, I imagine there's people nodding their heads along like, well, yeah, I, you know, I, I too have cut out the ignorant racist white people because I'm not one of those white people, right? And so like, I don't want to associate with that type of white person. I want to set myself apart and be different. And I'm seeing now in this moment, in this last week or so, especially, I'm seeing how choosing to opt out of those conversations because they're tiring or because they're uncomfortable is actually quite the cop-out. And I think so much of being actively anti-racist is investing time and energy and capital in those conversations. Because we're doing so in an effort to reduce the harm that that person would otherwise do if unchecked. It is worth me being tired. That is worth me feeling exhausted or frustrated, you know, in talking to my grandpa about white supremacy. If that means that it instills even a little bit of doubt or, you know, chips away, even if it chips away slowly, at those deeply ingrained beliefs that someone might hold. You know, I would also, if you are not already, I would encourage you to think about where you are directing your financial resources, both right now and in general. So are you making recurring donations to organizations that are led by and benefiting Black people in your community. And I say recurring because it's important that our financial support extends beyond these kind of hyper-visible moments, right? These moments where protests and anti-racism work are getting a lot of attention and a lot of financial support from a lot of people right now as like one-time support. But this work matters and is happening constantly and just all the time it always requires financial support and always deserves financial support and a lot of this is using this moment that is 
you know, getting people invested and interested, but also thinking about how we stay with it, how we continually commit ourselves to being actively anti-racist in our lives. And that's making choices with our resources. It's not just our time or our energy or our comfort, but, you know, also our finances, also our money, directing our resources toward organizations that are doing this work. And I specifically say Black-led organizations because there are organizations that are doing this work and have decision makers who are closer to and who understand the lived experience of being a Black person in their community. And so, you know, making sure we are giving our resources and funding those organizations, volunteering if we can, um, is another really important piece. And, you know, finally, I think there is this piece of self-reflection, right? And in many ways, I think this is a little out of order because I think self-reflection has to come before anything else. You have to have that moment of recognizing like, fuck, I am part of this. I am. And, and everyone has to have, every person who benefits from white privilege has to have that initial moment that they realize, oh shit, I benefit from white privilege. Everyone has had that moment and or is having it right now or is going to have it in the future. But everyone has that initial moment of realization and that has to happen before any of the rest of this work can happen. It's this piece of, of taking an honest inventory of our own whiteness and the ways that white folks have participated in that we as white folks have participated in, have perpetuated white supremacy culture and this broader culture of violence and of anti-blackness. And this can look a lot of different ways when you actually delve into this work of self-reflection, right? There is that initial realization, but then there there are places where you need to pull in more resources. Um, you know, you need to pull in more resources to be able to learn and, you know, this can be reading books. Um, this could look like, you know, receiving coaching from, you know, a whiteness coach. And that is another resource that I actually, um, a dear friend of mine who is a black woman and an educator is offering uh, coaching for white folks on, um, you know, anti-blackness and folks who have, have been called out for anti-blackness and are invested in doing the work to unlearn that. Um, so I will link her in the show notes as well. You know, it could be following racial justice educators online and engaging with their content and paying them for the education that you receive, right? Um, and I'll, I'll link a lot of resources in the show notes, y'all, as I've mentioned a few times. Um, one book in particular that I'd recommend because I'm reading it right now is uh, the title is Me and White Supremacy, and the author is Layla F. Saad. And this is a text that really walks you through 28 days, and it's structured by day, of learning, um, you know, a different kind of topic about, you know, the way that you, uh, and it's geared toward, you know, folks who benefit from white privilege. Um, so you as a person who benefit from white privilege every day is a different kind of like subtopic within that Um you know, it offers space for reflection, um, gives journaling prompts. It's like a very active 
text to work through um, and concrete takeaways for you to be able to, you know, really unpack and begin to understand and, and really take accountability for your role in white supremacy culture. So it offers, you know, structure for that. And I'm actually currently working through this book through me and white supremacy with a group of folks um, and, you know, would love to discuss it with you, too, if you're interested or if you're interested in, you know, being part of a group discussion. So you can um, you can email me at hello at AubreyHenderson.com if you would like to learn more about that and I'll share more info with you. Um, but listen, the self-reflection, reading a reading a book, going through a 28 day challenge following racial justice educators, getting coaching. None of this is a Band-Aid solution. I mean, none of any of this is. Not like making a donation to a bail fund today or, you know, um, having a conversation and listening to the feedback of a black person one time or calling out one racist aunt on Facebook, right? None of this is a Band-Aid solution. None of this is a quick fix or, you know, anything like that. The truth is that, you know, anti-racism work is lifelong. It is imperfect. It is not a cute self-help course or self-help book or an exercise in personal development. It's not. It is a lifelong commitment. It is hard work. It requires that we develop stamina and endurance And that we are invested, that we get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And we talk a lot about that here in terms of thinking about vulnerability and self-worth and all of those things. And I just would encourage you to extend that same willingness that I know a lot of you listen to this and you are, you know, you're excited about, you know, figuring out how to put yourself out there in your relationships or how to, you know, engage in dialogue with your inner critic I would encourage you to have that same energy, put that same energy toward, you know, being willing to put yourself out there and be openly anti-racist and call out shit when you see it that's problematic, to have, be willing to get into that same tough ongoing conversation with a family member or a significant other or a friend who says something that is perpetuating white supremacy. If you're not doing what you know that you can do, if you have tangible action steps that you can take, and these are, I mean, I, I will say these, these action steps are out there now more than ever, and they always have been. If you are listening to Black voices, these action steps, the things that are being asked of us as white people have been out there, have been made clear. And, you know, Google is your friend for that and will continue to be made clear if you are aware of what those things are. And if you are not doing those things, if you are not taking those action steps for your own comfort, because you don't want to feel sad about the state of the world, because you don't want to let yourself feel angry, because you, you know, don't think that... You know, your audience would appreciate it because you don't think that, you know, you think you might start an argument or like get too political on your social media and like you'd rather not deal with any of the fighting. So you'd rather, you know, push it to the side. 
That's not self-care. That's not. You're not nurturing your self-worth by doing that. It's self-indulgence. And it's actively doing harm to our black neighbors. And if you are here because you say that you want to love yourself and others better, you have to put your money where your mouth is, babe. You have to actually take tangible steps and invest in ongoing growth and in learning. And you have to build the endurance, build the stamina to learn and try and fuck up and learn from that and then try and fuck up again and keep showing up and doing the work even when it's hard, especially when it's hard. Because, you know, remember what I said before. What did I say before? True self-worth means appreciating and protecting the worth of everyone. Every single one of us is worthy. We believe that. If you're listening to me here, I have to believe that you believe that. I believe that. And that means that we need to take action on that belief. And listen, I'm with you in this. I am a person who holds an incredible amount of privilege because of my race. I benefit from white privilege every day. And this is my work too. I am with you. And I am personally committed to sharing the action steps that I am taking so you can take them as well. So you can ask me questions. So we can hold each other accountable. And mostly where I share these is over on my Instagram. So um, on Instagram, I'm at Aubrey. That's A, four H's, B-R-E-E. I share those in my stories. I share them sometimes in posts. Um, in the link in my bio, I'll, you know, aggregate resources. And I, um, you know, also will likely create um, a highlight soon to keep all those saved in one place. But, you know, I, I'm committed to that. I'm committed to sharing with you what the steps are that I'm taking, and I hope that you will do the same because, you know, white folks holding each other accountable is critical right now. It's urgent. It's long overdue. And, you know, I'm with you in it, and I really hope you'll join me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please take a second to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a rating or a review, and take a screenshot and share it on social media or with a friend who needs to hear a message like this one. I love the chance to hear from you and connect with you because it gives me the opportunity to remind you that you are worthy, worthy of wholeness and happiness and just good things. So send me the question or the topic that's keeping you up at night or that you just want to hear more about, you can send me a voice memo at anchor.fm slash Aubrey Henderson. And I can actually include any voice memos that you send me in the show, which I think is pretty rad. Or you can send a good old fashioned written message from my website at aubreyhenderson.com. I'll see you next time, babes.